Keep It Classy is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. You know, what happens when you dress up like her father and play the music box? <laughs> you get 10 to 20 in the Yarnum Dungeon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> First things first, I'm the realest, realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Now listen, if you like what you hear here on the podcast, please be sure to check out our website at keepitclassy.podbean.com. Drop us an email, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at classypodcast. How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. As always, I'm your host, Pockbell, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Savage. How you doing, Savage? Doing, doing pretty good, man. Good. We are oh, on... But I, my stomach's all fucked up, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive today. That's good. That's good. It's a good place to start because we got a lot of really cool things to talk about. Uh, in episode 24, you know, I've been thinking, I was like, do we call this season three? Because it's year three. This is the third, I think, pretty much year of the podcast, I think. is second year, third year, something like that. We've been doing this podcast for a long time. Uh, so we're going to have a, we're going to be adding a new intro. I'm pretty sure it's on this episode. Uh, and it's going to be, it, it's awesome. So yeah, welcome back, guys. Welcome to episode 24 or season three, episode one, wh- whatever we, we end up calling it. Um, it's spring, yeah. so yeah, let's call it season three, episode one. We're springing into a new year. Springing yeah. into the new year, see, and we got we got a lot of great stuff to, that's coming for us this year uh, in the fighting game scene, and we're excited to talk to you guys about it. So again, we are Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Uh, if you want to check us out, check out our website. It's keepitclassy.podbean.com. Or if you have any questions or anything you want to say to us while uh, you're listening to this, send us an email. Keep it classy podcast at gmail.com or just check us out on twitter at classy podcast it's good stuff we uh we're we're excited we're gonna be doing a lot of mortal Kombat themed uh posts and stuff like that coming up so uh this episode what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about mortal Kombat 10 that's on it's it's coming out uh very soon i believe it's coming out on uh the 14th of april uh and we're going to talk about tekken 7 it's on its way all right and uh, there it is. I, I heard the passion right there. <laughs> you <Tekken> see, <laughs> I love Tekken Seven. I'm really excited for Tekken Seven. You That's... just want to put people into just painful submission moves on I, the internet. I will. I will admit, whenever, because because they have. We'll talk about it in a sec. But anyway, we got Tekken Seven. We're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the, one of the new some of the new characters that they've been uh, releasing for Tekken Seven uh, as it goes from arcade release into. A, uh, into a console release. And finally, we're going to talk about, uh, in our opening thing, we're going to talk about uh, some Smash Bros. new characters, a lot of new characters in the fighting game scene. It's what we're going to talk about for our pre-topic. Our main topic for the day is going to be how certain fighting game characters and their designs, how they sort of withhold, withstand the test of time. How these sort of archetypes for characters' stories and, and, and their movesets, I mean, everything that makes 
you know, Ken or Ryu, who they are. Why why do they hold up? Why don't they get retconned? Why don't they get changed around? Why do people respond so well to them? Because um, there's a lot of characters in fighting games that just kind of come and go with the with the rest of the crowd and never never really see the light of day again. But certain characters, I mean, uh, tend to stick around. Right. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, I mean, like, I gotta say it, fucking Shodos. Yeah, Shodos, <laughs> you know, that's it's a perfect example. And our uh, our character of the week, this week, that we're going to talk about is the biggest ball buster in all of fighting games. It's Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat in honor of, of Mortal Kombat is coming out soon. So, yeah, let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about Mortal Kombat 10 first, because it's coming out, and it's coming with the Predator as one of its characters. Right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a moment to address how awesome Predator is. Okay, if you haven't seen Predator, you need to go, you need to watch Predator, and you need to see the most manly, over-the-top sci-fi movie ever is a bunch of fucking, like, Delta Force guys, a CIA agent... And a fucking alien going at it in, in like the Amazon, and <laughs> shit gets real. And Ninja cuts himself. Like this dude gets hit with a log. People get skinned alive. This one black guy has him some fun. It's epic. Yeah, go have him some fun. Go have him some fun. That's the most manly movie ever. That movie starts at the very beginning. With two dudes giving them, like, doing a fucking arm wrestling. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers fucking arm wrestling. And it's like a, a fucking close-up on their biceps. Like, <laughs> yeah, look, look at how strong these two motherfuckers are. And the player is stronger than that. And you're like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. Gonna have us some fun. Oh, man. I can't wait to see the Predator just do terrible things with those mandibles to people. Oh, dude. So, oh, oh so my God. excited! Oh. You gotta see the the story mode. Like they do a 25 minute trailer that shows the first 25 minutes of the campaign, right? Uh huh. And there's so much shit that happens to Raiden's face, like uh, <laughs> fucking, a specter skull bites him in his fucking face. Dog is like, it's like <laughs> he's a god. But he literally reacts like, oh my god, there's a skeleton biting my fucking face. And he just, <laughs> he freaks out. I'm like, oh shit, that thing is biting your face, homie. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. Well, and here's the thing, punches. right? Like, his Mortal Kombat 9 really had, in my opinion, it was, it was widely over, I mean, it was a popular game, but it was widely overlooked by some of the other games that were out at the time, like Street Fighter and Marvel and some of the other games that were, just, you know, King of Fighters. All, all the stuff that was out at the time, it, it got kind of kind of pushed in the background a little bit. But, you know what? It had, in my opinion, one of the best examples of a story mode in a game uh, ever. In, in, a, in a fighting game. For, for, in terms, as far as fighting games go, you don't usually see a lot of story mode. The story mode is usually you play through the end of an arcade mode. You fight eight people who you have no idea the context of it. And then at the end you get a little trailer about what happens when you beat the final boss. But Mortal Kombat, you play through this whole brutal, terrible storyline, and you know, the black guy gets his arms ripped off. It's like it's crazy. Oh, I forgot about that. That was that came out of nowhere. He was like, I am Ermac. They were like, Who the fuck is that? And he's like, Fuck your arms. And I was like, No. 
Jax, you are so cool. And I just, I wonder, I, it makes me wonder, because they also announced uh, Jason, like, like from Halloween. <laughs> or not, not or like the guy with the hockey mask, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's he's he going to be in it. He probably has no run animation. I, yeah, he probably only has a walk animation. And I'm curious to see, like, some of, uh, you know, like, Liu Kang's walking around. It's like, yeah, I know Kung Fu. I'm going to go fight these sorcerers. It's going to be, holy shit, is that dude in a hockey mask? Oh, God, he's got a machete. Like, it's... <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't know how they fit, you know what I mean? Like, I get that they all fit because it's a terrible, brutal, gory game. But, like, you just get to see Jason walking around and Raiden being like, who the fuck are you? Unless, unless, unless one, the Emperor of Outworld, like, hires Jason. <gasps> Maybe he, like, hires him as, like, a mercenary to start killing no. the shit out of people. No, man, it's, it's so simple. I got this. It's on cheap, <laughs> right? He's like, you know what? These heroes are fucking pussies, right? I need the most badass zombie I can find that is literally Jason Voorhees because all he ever... Because his movies have come... He's come back so many times. (laughs) They they literally just say his power is to come back. That's his story now. (laughs) They don't even touch on very much anymore. They're like, he just comes back, he has a mask and a machete, and he doesn't run. And so, Quanti probably just enslaves Jason Voorhees, or Jason Voorhees escapes Quanti's grasp, and he goes on a murder spree. But I actually, you know, I I really like this Mortal Kombat character roster. Like Jason and Predator are awesome, and Kenshi, you know, it's all great. But a lot, I love when they do. Uh, th- this is like Mortal Kombat's third strike. Like it's a bunch of characters you you know. It's some characters you know, but then it's a lot of characters that are new, like descendants of the old characters, and just just straight up brand new people. Like it's it's set like the storyline has progressed. I'm pretty sure Sonya and Johnny Cash got got like banged and had a kid. Like <laughs> it's, uh, they, it, it's, it's it, I love the idea because they kill they literally kill all the main characters that you like. Because I, I mean, who likes Johnny K? He's your favorite asshole. He has his name tattooed on his chest. He's <laughs> yeah, he has the name Cage. Oh, he's oh yeah. We'll, we'll get about it when he talks to Johnny Cage. But yeah, like all the characters, there's this progression, and I'm really, really excited. I think first and foremost for the story mode of this game, uh, Injustice was like mind exploded, awesome, cool. Uh, yeah, but, but you know what? Let's let's. I mean, hopes and dreams for this game right now. My first, I have two hopes and dreams for this game. The first is I need some kind of uh, co-op, some sort of fulfilling co-op that I can either play online in some wacky mode with a friend on the same team, or they have some kind of like progressive, like you play through the story or you play on arcade, you you do something with co-op in this game. Doesn't have to be well thought out. It could be King of Fighters style. I don't really care, but something where two people can play on the same team and, and 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 enjoy the game uh, competitively together. That's that's ra- that's part one of, of of my hopes and dreams for this game. And part two is I hope that the new stance system that they have in this in this game will mean more character loyalty uh, for the people that pick it up and play it at Evo this year. Dear God, please, yes. Because please God, yes. If, for those of you who don't know, the game is actually like you know the guys at Nether Realm. 
and 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 the guys that did it, like they they really have done a great job of pushing the envelope of fighting games, and and, and no one gives them shit for credit about it, you know. Like Mortal Kombat Nine and Injustice, and those those games were really progressive with some of the tools that they gave you and some of the mechanics that they made work in their game, like the wager system and in Injustice, you know, like like all that stuff. It, it, they did such a in story mode in, in in Mortal Kombat Nine. Like it just they did such a great job of pushing the envelope a little bit further. And what they're doing in this game is is all the characters basically have three different um, they call them stances. They have different basically loadouts where you know you're playing Liu Kang and one loadout he'll have the bicycle kick in his fireball and in the other loadout he'll have you know more of like maybe more mix up options he'll he'll have more aerial moves another one he'll be more defensive and he'll have counters or something like that like they get these different loadouts so that one character isn't all crazy broken all at once but you can strategically pick what this character can do against whoever you're playing against does that make sense so, like, if Zangief has three loadouts and one of them in- involves, you know, him slapping fireballs out of the air, then he might be able to take a Sagat. It still might be a little bit in Sagat's favor, but you can pick a loadout that will suit uh, whatever kind of playstyle you have and whatever kind of playstyle you're trying to defeat. That makes I mean, sense. It makes sense, <clears throat> and, I, and I pray it's true, but I don't want to get my hopes up, man. You know, disappointment always hits me right in the dick, and I don't... <laughs> I don't want to get my hopes up because if you do that, then you can pick like one character, and it can be your everything. Well, that's, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with having one character be your everything? Well, I mean, I, I I want that to be true, but I don't I don't want to have that dream and then have it broken on the rocks of reality again. You know, I don't want that boat to hit the reef. Well, and you know what? Like, I think it's really cool because you can uh, like how well I'll ask you that in a second, but like right now. It's it's really easy as you start playing the game. You start playing characters that you love. Like we talk about, you pick characters that look cool, you think are cool, have a cool story, have something cool about them that you identify with and you're like, yes, this is what I want to see happen. This system gives you more, especially if you're just coming into fighting games, you're just learning how to play. First of all, this is going to be a great game for anybody that wants to have an entry-level uh way into fighting games you got a story mode you can enjoy that game without ever playing competitively with somebody else okay you like gory stuff you like you like the you know you like you like beating people up you like a little bit of that this is going to be a perfect game for you but what i'm saying is is it's going to help people stop from being like you know what i really like zanjeev but he just doesn't have the tools to fight these three characters. And so I need to have another character that I play when someone else is playing one of these three characters because Zanji doesn't have the tools to deal with that. Having these three stance loadouts allows you to allows the game designers to A, more effectively balance these characters because they can target specific moves without worrying how it completely destroys the character as a whole because it's just like, hey, it just affects that loadout. You can try different loadouts. But... You know, it, it allows them to add as many tools as they want to a single character without that single character getting too overpowered by what they can do all at once because they just, they're like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if they had this and that and the other thing? And then we just split it into three sections and you have to, you, but you can only have one of them at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's, it's a brilliant idea and I hate to bring this up, but it's probably, it's going to, touch, I mean not touch, but lend very well to the Call of Duty crowd that might want to dip into this game because they have, you know, nostalgic memories of Mortal Kombat. Because yeah. they're like, oh, my character has a loadout like my like my dude does in uh, Call of Duty. Alright. 
I can I can wrap my head around how that works. Yeah. Know? So it might lead to some um what's that cross pollinization. Like yes, part. you might get some. We might get some some cross pollinization recruits. How do you do? You really think that this is going to fall on its face? How could you think it was going to fall on its face? No, 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 like you know, I I bought Deadly Alliance. Like, come I mean, on! You're talking I, about I, Mortal Kombat Four or whatever that I, was? No, no, no. Deadly Alliance came <laughs> after that. And oh, I, the, just, the 3D one, yeah. Yeah, I just you know it hurt me. Okay, <laughs> it hurt me. It cut me deep. And so when they said we were going to do stances or loadouts, I was like, oh, no. Like, like how my stomach hurts right now? That's how, I, that's how I felt when I first heard it. Like, oh, no. So you think <laughs> it's going to be like the weapons and, like, the picking up the skulls and throwing them at people thing? Oh, God, I hope not. I, hope <laughs> not. I, don't, I don't want that to be the thing. Yeah, they used to have uh, in Deadly Alliance. That's the one where in the opening sequence they kill the shit out of Liu Kang, don't they? Oh yeah, they snap his neck so hard his ear bleeds. Yeah, dude, oh, that was gnarly. Yeah, but every character basically has a, a weapon stance and a normal stance, and it's it is terrible. But then you could throw your weapon like ah, fuck this broadsword. Anyway, it was fun, but yeah, I, I, I get it. It just it, it left me it, it burnt me. Well, you know what? I, I have high hopes for this, and you guys are going to get a lot of... <laughs> this is going to be a game I think we're going to have a lot of fun with, and we're going to be able to talk about a lot as we go forward, because, I, you know, I hope it doesn't go the way of Mortal Kombat 9, where people are kind of like, yeah, I just don't really... I'm not feeling it. It's not really my thing. Uh, you know, I, I hope it, it, it appeals to a brand new set of players. Um, but let's move on. Let's talk about, let's talk about uh, Tekken 7. And first, oh shit! It's okay. It's gonna be awesome. If you guys haven't seen anything that they're doing with Tekken Seven yet, they've got supers in the game now. But every character has the same input to do that super, uh, as of the way it is right now. So no, there's no more complicated shit. You you hit the buttons, you hit the same buttons for every character, and they just do a super. Rage mode is like what they used in uh, all the, uh, some of the previous Tekken games where it's like their comeback mechanic. You do more damage for a little bit of time and you're at low life. Um, that's great. It's a cool cool system. But you can spend your rage and you can take King and he he, he drops like a, the people's elbow on your head. And then he grabs you and he points at the screen, like at the audience, like, yeah, you just did that. And then he pile drives you on the ground. It's so awesome. That's that's pretty awesome. I, <laughs> I was more excited that Jin's in it because you were talking because I know you've been dick riding Lars and everyone's been like it's all about Lars now, but Jin's still in it. What is Jin's right. even? He doesn't even have a storyline in this anymore. It's all about Kazuya and Hihachi, isn't it? Like Jin's just kind of there now. Yeah, yeah, for those of you who don't know, actually, you know what? Give me, give me. Here's here's a little breakdown. And Savage will you jump in when you want? But like, the Tekken Seven story is so ridiculous. It's about a really evil dude named Hihachi who's evil for no reason. First thing, he's got he's got no reason to be evil. He's got no reason. Okay, okay, okay. Well, well, there's theories. There are there's theories, theories, but here's what you know, okay? You know he's evil. He runs a giant multi-bajillion dollar corporation. He taught a bear how to do kung fu, and he had a son named Kazuya, and he tried to teach his son how to be awesome. His son failed him, and he threw his son into a volcano. <laughs> then oh, his son... oh, that is not how it went down. Um, but now, as I say that, um, it's, it's worse. Yeah. <laughs> He wanted his son to be badass, 
because he's a kid, but he's a kid, and this kid isn't as badass as the bear he taught karate, so he's like, why aren't you badass enough? So he throws his son off a cliff, and he's like, if you make it back up here, I'll teach you how to be a man, right? <laughs> but, yeah. but he's a child, so he's crippled at the bottom of this cliff, and he's like, oh, uh, you know what? I'll sell my soul for the strength to go up here and be badass enough to kill that motherfucker. So then Kazuya is, that's why he turns into Devil Kazuya, because he's, he sold his soul to be badass enough to murder his fucking crazy dad. And then dad's <laughs> like, whoa, you're pretty badass. Let me show you how to run this company. Oh, you're, you're beating the shit out of me now. And so then he had to put his son in a volcano because, you know, he turns into the devil. And then I didn't kill him. Well, actually, he did kill him, but evil corporation brought him back. Because yeah. bringing people that turn into the devil back to life is always a good idea. But then you find out it's like this genetically translated, transmuted gene thing, and it's not like that his wife has something to do with it, that he had the kid. And then Kazuya meets his other chick, and then they have a kid, and Ihachi's like, maybe I could teach my grandson not to be a failure. Same kind of thing happens. And then, and then you got, and then, and then, it is with Hayashi shooting his grandson in the fucking forehead. He totally domes, he totally domes Jin. Oh my god, he's, he's so, so evil. evil. He's so evil that he's got, he's got a big red button on his desk, okay? That's how evil he is. He has the, I push the button and you fall into the pit of lava in my super corporation button, okay? He's so awesome. Oh, man. And then he tries to get eternal youth. (laughs) He's so awesome. And he also, uh, yeah, and then there's this, this, but anyway, so Ticket 7 is more about Hihachi and Kazuya having this reckoning, because Hihachi totally murdered Kazuya's, his wife, and yeah, for no reason, because he's evil. I I don't know. Why? Because he's evil. I I don't You know what? Every iteration of Tekken, you find out that, that Hayachi is just the worst human being ever. But I bet you as a twist, we're going to find out he's the worst human being ever that's trying to save the world. I, I don't know, man. I kind of just love him just being evil. And I love Jin just being a whiny bitch. This whole whoa, whoa. Okay, come on. <laughs> no, whiny. Okay, first of all, he's literally a product of rape. And then his mom gets fucking killed by Ogre. He has to go live with his crazy grandfather, who's the the psychopath that we've been talking about. (laughs) (laughs) He trains him, finds out, like, oh, shit, Jin can get out of control. So Hayachi shoots Jin in the fucking forehead. (laughs) And Jin's like, oh, I'm back to life because I got that devil gene. And he's mad. He takes off. And he goes through a dark phase that led to him going to a lot of raves and kicking people in the face and being broken in Tekken 4. Well, but he and also, then, he, he unlearned. Hayachi taught him Kung Fu, and he's like, no, I don't want to do that. And he and he learned, and he taught himself karate and unlearned the super Kung Fu that Hayachi rules the world with. Yeah, well, come on. He shut up in the fucking face. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> He backpedaled on that, you know? He backpedaled <laughs> on that. It lasted, like, one iteration. And then he's like, okay, I'm back to punching fuckers in the chest and giving them short, lightning shoryukens. And <laughs> it's lightning hooks. 
Oh, I love it. Jin, oh. Jin is an awesome character to watch fight. Because he's just like, he does like the kung fu poses, and you're like, are you fucking, he like flexes on you in the middle of the fight. He, he has the, he has the Brandon Lee come at me, bro. That's, that's what he looks like. He looks like Brandon Lee if he did steroids and didn't die a tragic young death. Is Jin going to be your guy in this game? Or is yeah. it going to be Kazuya? Uh, it's gotta be Jen. Look, have you seen Jen's outfit? He's got these crazy, weird cyborg arms. Yeah, arms. his he upgraded his gauntlets or whatever. Man, I can't wait to punch people in their solar plexus with that shit. Pull <laughs> <laughs> the rope. Yeah, no, and I, uh, you know, my uh, my when I for my tech and tag partner is hoping there's gonna be Jack, an edition of Jack in this game or Kuma, but right now there isn't one. But there is a crazy stripper. She's not a stripper. She's she just looks like a stripper. Who does? Yeah, the savat chick, the Brazilian savat chick, who's got the Brazilian thong sticking out of her stripper pants and her jacket's like she forgot to button it or something. I don't know. And she's got the goggles and the high heels. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> just come on. I hate that design. We got you got Nina and her sister. Can we just? Can we get more cool? Like, why can't she look like Zafina? Zafina's sexy, but I'm like, that shit looks cool. That looks like someone took that, took their like religion way too seriously and sewed a bunch of beads onto that outfit. You know, like it looked, it looked cool. Yeah. This no, she she looks like, stupid. Uh, She's like Sea Viper with less clothing on and brown hair. That's yeah. actually exactly what it is. Well, now that yeah. I think about it, that's fucking that's Clipper, man. I like Sea Viper for the fact that she fits her story, but she is a bland character. It looks exactly like a single mom stayed too late at work and found a super weapon and thought, no more bills for me. <laughs> that's exactly what she looks like. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of boring. Like, oh, well, whatever. Lightning Fist, go Sea Viper. I mean, it that, that it bothers me. And it, you know what? It bothers me a little bit because you can't tell me that you fight better in heels than you do in combat boots. You can't tell me that. I don't understand. Okay? Whoa, 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 whoa. You distract your enemy? That doesn't make any sense. That you doesn't know. make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. You're my distracts her enemies and my doesn't wear high heels. She wears sandals. Well, yeah, because that would be stupid. Yes! Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever you see these characters that are like, I'm wearing high heels, and I get it. Like, she's like, and you can make the argument that, oh, you know, she doesn't know she's going to a fight. I'm like, so she just fucking wears that shit all the time? She looks that ridiculous all the time. That's what she looks like. She doesn't, I get it if you're like, you know what? I'm going to let the girls hang out. I'm going to put on a push-up and some goggles, because I'm going to a fight with a, with a, lightning-fisted demigod. You know, because why not, right? But, why the heels? I don't get it. Why? You can't fight in heels as easily as you could fight. Like, with with, with Sea Viper, she put... She's got boots that have rockets in them, but they're heeled boots. Like, you can't just put it in a regular boot? I don't... I, anyway, I'm yeah, being... Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I'm being yeah. crazy. No, no, it makes sense. You know what I want? You know what I want? I want the fight to start, and I want her to carefully take those high heels off, because no... I've seen many a bitch fight, and I have never seen. And they 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 respect it. Like, hold on, bitch, let me get these shoes off. And they're like, oh, okay, I get that. Yeah, when you get those shoes off, bitch, I'm gonna whoop your ass. Like, I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. 
Bitch, don't fuck with me. These heels are expensive. They take the shoes off. You could be in the alley with fucking just yes. needles in them. Yeah. Those bitches are fighting in those heels. No, it's you know what? I, I want this Brazilian chick. Uh, I don't. She needs to have. She has her heel stance right. That's oh my god! How awesome. Okay, here's here's this here's my new design for this character, right? So she she, she doesn't maybe she doesn't know she's going to a fight, right? So she goes there, and when the fight starts, she can, she's like, "Holy shit, we're fighting!" And you could put her into a stance like like uh, Devil Jin's uh, like Kazuya turns into Devil Jin or Devil Kazuya, and she pops the hoops and she pops off the heels, and then she has a different moves. <laughs> I'm down for that. I am down for that. You know, I... like. She's walking along like, whoa, shit, back up off me. She has, like, the normal, like, fighting moves that you could do in heels. And then she goes, you know what? <laughs> she is a fuck the dumb shit. She pops the heels off. She pops the hoops out of her ears. And she just starts going, you know? Like, she lowers her stance. She looks like she's ready to fight. Anyway. I like where your head's at. But. yes. That yeah, would be awesome. Yeah, so Namco, if you're listening to this, you could send a check to keep it classy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just did if your Namco fucking was job. listening to this. I mean, high five to us, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we made it. Yeah, Take dude. That, Dad. No, the uh, but yeah, no, the, Tekken Seven is going to be awesome. It's back to one v one, which is great. Uh, I hope again in Tekken Seven, I hope they have co op modes. Like I, I, I'm really pushing for some sort of uh mode in some of these more modern fighting games that have. You can play as a team. Not necessarily, like, you have to make it like Marvel or, like, Tekken Tag, but even, like, just, like I said, just like King of Fighters or something. You have two people with two different health bars, and you fight until both health bars are gone. Like, really simple. It doesn't have to be a big deal, but it it makes a huge difference for when you're trying to bring other people into the game. And I hope there's something like that. There's an option, even if it's just, like, for parties or whatever. You know, you don't have to play online or whatever. But for when people come over, you could say these two versus these two, and you can make it more fun. Um, yeah, it, it definitely helps bring people in. Like, uh, and especially, like, that's how you got Morty in the Tekken. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because because he could play on the same team as me, and you had a, you have a buffer for learning. So you're watching the game constantly. You're thinking about the game. You're talking about the game. And you're, you, you're playing through the game as a team. Like, you're not, you know, you're not in it alone. You could just kind of, you know, you're watching other people that are experiencing the same hardship that you're experiencing, and you're able to empathize and grow together. Yeah, um, yeah. So, anyway, so that's that's Tekken 7. Uh, we're looking forward to Tekken 7. They don't really, I don't think they have an official, official console release date. They've already released it in arcades, I believe. But uh, let's, move on, let's move on to... Uh, to you know, I'm actually surprised that you you put down uh, a Smash Bros. You want, yeah. We're talking about Smash Bros. It's Mewtwo and Lucas are coming to the new Smash Bros. I did that just for you. It's awesome. It's I awesome. I didn't even get halfway through the article before I was like, this isn't even a real fighting game. And I just <laughs> closed it. No, dude. The, like, Lucas used to be my character. And you know what? I, I'm happy uh, watching Smash Bros. for Wii U is actually is is actually a little bit more, in my opinion, more interesting than watching Melee. Um, everybody still is rock hard for Melee, uh, which is great. Everybody was rock hard for Third Strike until I realized it was stupid. So you know, it, it soon. I think that Smash Bros. for Wii U, despite all the hipster shit that people are like, it's not as fast as the other one, and. Boop, 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 boop. 
I I think that that this game could be a little bit more fun than to watch than the, the other one. That oh. being said, watching multiplayer like two v two in that game is boring as crap. <laughs> oh my god, no, it's, like, it's fucking boring. Watching it competitively is just the most boring experience of my life. I don't get it. And like I watched on on the edge of my seat one time a fucking virtual fighter tourney. Okay, that happened. Well, admittedly, I was on the edge of my seat for only a little bit because the gal guy got taken out early. But whatever. Smash Bros. is so boring, Keith. Yeah, well, I get it, man. Like, you know, Smash Bros., like, I like this new character thing, and I, and I like um, I like what they've done with this game. I like a lot of the, the new, uh, like, they, they've mod- they've made all these characters have more tools, and it, it, just made it just made it a little more fun to play as a group, I think. Especially with those... Uh, those uh, those action figures that you put on the controller <laughs> that you oh. can train the Mebos or whatever. <laughs> those Mebos are awesome. We have out level. We have leveled them up to. They, they just kick our ass. We can't beat the uh, the fucking Amiibos. They just <laughs> they just own us. And then like my roommate named Metroid Bad Bitch, and so it's just like it's always Bad Bitch is one, and it's just her shooting rockets and shit. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really cool system, actually, by Nintendo. They buy you buy these little action figures with a chip in them, and you touch them to the scanner on your controller, and it scans this character that's saved in the action figure. So it's like your action figure literally comes to life, and you fight against it in the game. It's really cool. It's really, really, really cool. Uh, but yeah, so Mewtwo and Lucas coming to coming to Smash Bros. Wii U. I don't know what else to really say about that. It's Smash Bros. Guys. I mean, it's going to be fun. I, as much as I rip on Smash Bros. for whatever system is on, it is fun as fuck to play at a party. Especially yeah. when you can get, like, eight people in on it. It's it's pretty fun. It's, it's insanity. It is so much fun. Like, I would pay money just to have random pools where they take these pros, eight of them at a time, at random and made a fight it out to see who made it at the top. <laughs> and just see how dirty and petty it would get. Everybody has a- one stock. <laughs> you oh, just... man. No, I want to have two stocks. I want someone to cheese you out and have you come back with hate. You know? <laughs> yeah. I need that. I want that turdy to happen and then just put, like, not just once, but, like, a, like a couple of times. So when it comes down to the final patch... There's nothing but pettiness in that room. That's what I want to see. That's my tourney for Smash Bros. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you, man. That's uh, that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff right there. And I, I support Smash Bros. I just... Uh... I I, I'm just a little. I'm just a little bitter that it takes up as much airtime as it does at some of those tournaments. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's jump right into our main topic here. So, for our main topic today, we are going to be talking about certain characters and their designs and why certain characters endure in fighting game franchises and why and endure in our brains and why certain characters just kind of fade away into nothingness. Actually, can you think of a character that you loved that just kind of faded away into the into the flew into oh. the night oh, never to it. be seen again? Oh, I got it. Ganan. Ganan? From Samurai Showdown. <laughs> okay. Nobody the cares. Any... Dude with the gauntlet. What about uh, Rock Howard? No, 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 no. People never forgot about Rock Howard. Yeah, but, but still... he wasn't in King of Fighters 13. Like... I know. 
I know, I know. But people still remember it because people brought it up. Oh, yeah. Okay. No one remembers Ganan. The green dude? He No one remembers that guy. Uh, I love that character. That was the first <laughs> thing that brought me to Samurai Showdown. Because I was like, what the fuck is, all, is going on there? And I saw him grab a guy and then jump on his stomach with that giant gauntlet. <laughs> in, in case you don't know, in Samurai Showdown, there's this character that's like this deformed, like, hunchback character that's green and he has a giant metal gauntlet that has these freddy cougar claws on it and he stabs people with it and he was awesome and he was like the first character i really started playing in that game before i just abandoned him like everyone else you know but... who uh who faded into the background uh for me was uh <laughs> oh, shit uh the was sean from third strike <laughs> Oh, I remember every other character in that game. I totally forget he's in it though. Like oh. he's like the one character that is never talked about in any game. Like even Dan was a joke character in all these other games. They they talk about every other character in those games except for Sean. Yeah. <laughs> cause it's cause Ken basically took a black kid with, with basketball skills, taught him Kung Fu but the kid still brings his basketball with him everywhere while he's wearing his karate gi, and he's got a tackle. Oh, oh that tackle is sweet because he's from Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Brazil. I think. I think the problem is they they he's they took his character and turned him into Abel. Right. They made it, a, they took a new fighting style called Abel. Yeah, I just uh, I. I, I do remember Sean. I, I liked Sean. I played him for a while, but I totally forgot about him. <laughs> Man, I guess it's a good point. Like, what's crazy to me, is, there, there's characters that, of course, they go through phases. They they come back and shit like that. But Ken has like, Ken has been the same fucking white guy for so long. He yeah. Yeah. Ryu has been possessed. He's had he's had his heart punched into his spine. Yeah. <laughs> he's he he at least there's at least evil Ryu. He's been through some shit. The only time Ken did anything crazy was when they did that terrible, terrible, terrible SNK crossover where he was violent, Ken. And then that didn't even last the whole game, because in the end of the story, he fights that off. He's like, nah. I want to go back to just being kid. But you know what? Here's let me let, let, I'll, let me I'll start this off here cuz here's why like to me I think that Ken and Ryu have both cuz we'll just start with them cuz they've been in they've been around forever. Everybody knows them, right? Here's why I think they've stuck in my mind is because unlike some of the other characters in Street Fighter that I can't always remember if I was to list the first you know, like when I list the, the first eight characters in Street Fighter, you know, Ken and Ryu are always the first two that you remember. They just are, you know, like you don't, you know, like Ken, Ryu, Chun-Li, Bison, you know, like, and then it starts to kind of slow down as you get on the list. But the reason I always found that they uh, appealed to me and continue to appeal to me over time is because, first of all, it to me, it actually had very little to do with their plots. In fact, it was it was the opposite of, of their plots. It was that 
because they are they, they weren't they're not bland like they 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 show that they have something some, they have interesting fighting styles and over the top fighting moves and things like that but the way that they're both designed it allows you to easily put your project your personality onto them uh in comparison to like Zanjeef has his own personality and always will and and he always is going to have you know like the character's personality will easily overpower your weak, you know, player personality. But with Ken and Ryu, they to me have always had, you know, you've got the more quiet reserved version of this, the the more quiet reserved version and the more wild douchebag version. And they're both the same characters, but they're both like archetypes of human emotion. And it's not necessarily have it doesn't necessarily have to do with their story. They have rich storylines, but you're just like, okay, I fit into this. Per person's shoes much more neatly than i would into doll seams you know like doll seam has always been around because he's cool but like the reason that those two are at the top of the list for me is because anybody can walk up and pick up ryu and be like it's a dude in a karate gi with a headband i could be this dude if i was different you know like i could be this guy but you know you see the dude with the skulls and the yoga and the stretchy arms you're like you know that's a little specific i don't, I don't know if i'm feel I don't, I don't know if i'm feeling that the guy with the with the underpants and scar and the battle hair and the chest you know you're like that's a little i don't think i could lift that much but you can much more easily put yourself i believe into the shoes of those two characters and so they will grow as you grow yeah that's as a good you point. as you go through time that's why yeah. i think they're they're sort of characters at least have have continued to to move through the ages it's just weird too, but like, it's just weird because I think it started like that, and then they started adding story. And I remember, like, when I started carrying, like, actually, because I got into Street Fighter, because yeah, I like the visual style. I like the guys throwing fireballs, and I just got, I just got into it. And then like, but what really, I guess, what really made me latch on to characters was in like when the alpha series and then like they had like a heavy story part yeah because before it was all about i guess you're right ken and ryu was just like i guess it was just me and my cousin we just had beef and they had two characters that were just balanced it was just about who was better and well, we but just... those two characters are natural rivals like they're archetypes you oh, know there it is. so oh, for for any two people that have the and for any two people that have a rivalry ken and ryu will always be their characters because because they both have a rivalry like it's their their archetypes for two heroes that have rivals one and two different ways of approaching problems you know like and and for someone who has a supervillain complex bison is an arc vil archetype villain okay <laughs> he just is like some of the other characters like sagat you're like yeah i don't you know he's kind of cool like bison is your clat he looks like a dictator he's got an evil smile he's got no eyes and he's got evil fire he th th there's no other way to describe it when you look at it you're like that's evil fire you know because <laughs> i'm sorry i just no it's true it's just it's like oh man that shit i don't want that to touch my shit because it's gonna burn and corrupted yeah it's evil fire like ken and ryu shoot good fire and he shoots the evil fire like it's really it's really basic like it's really archetypal where you like you have good guy you know second good guy bad guy and then you know because there's other people where you're like honda is a little weird for me dude i don't know if i'm getting into the honda thing you know like there's there's characters that are just a little too weak you know if you get these characters that are have such strong personality types that they completely 
overwhelm what you can what you as a player can bring to the character because i really feel like a lot of these characters become who they are because of the players that because of who you are who you were when you played them you know your style of playing that character affects who you think that character is like it's a really unique thing in fighting games where you playing that character affects how that character is perceived to you you know like like kratos from god of war is always going to be kratos like doesn't matter how you play him he's always going to be angry he's always going to be ridiculous but the way that you play ryu and the way you play ken it's they they become more your character they become more of you that you put into them just because of the way their characters are kind of designed and i don't want to say blandness but again it's just sort of an archetype thing where they they're purposefully ambiguous in certain ways so that you as a person can come and and pick it up i don't know if if that was the intended genius behind it but that's that's always been my uh thoughts when i'm looking at it you know what i mean well i never i never actually uh, looked at it like that i just saw like it just went with this the straight up like like you said just like i don't want to say cliches just like you need your strong male character and then you need his rival and they're both likable but in different ways and they're both completely different. One's rich, one's completely forsaken material gain for his like, you know, for his goals. You know, it's, it's it. They just they seem just your typical like cliched rivals. Yeah. Like you're like there's ass catch them, and there's a douchebag that jumps you when you come out of fucking caves. You know. Well, and you can put those two characters into pretty much any situation, and they can sort of like in, when you talk about storylines, like. Ryu could join the Secret Service, like, and or Ken could join the Secret Service. You'd be like, yeah, it makes sense, I guess. Or he, he, you know, Ken's Ken joins the Special Forces, and he's that dickhead, and, and he's like, you, they, they can ad- adapt more easily than like when you see Blanca, right? Like, there's only so many places you could put Blanca and have it make sense, okay? Like, it's pretty that's much jungle or ridiculous dojo, and that's it. Like, you don't really have. There's not a lot of places that those characters fit, and you know like johnny you know when we get to johnny cage to talk about it later he's a character that has enough personality but even still he's just a dude with sunglasses and hot pants man like and he does taekwondo like this super bland okay well, no 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 johnny johnny cage oh yeah he's a whole he's a whole other bag of yeah. awesome tropes and i love him for it but you know like those those two characters like ryu and ken they just like they're, they're they're archetypal that's why i think that holy, those character designs holy shit though <sighs> fuck you i think you're right because you know what i'm thinking back what's the name of the guy that's the main character of samurai showdown <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, <laughs> oh shit like i'm trying to think and that, that was a franchise that's a franchise uh oh fuck i'm trying to think like there's yeah. so many games that faded like before street like who's the main well, character in soul caliber oh don't do that to me dude i love those games. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, okay no you're close oh you you started it you almost it's had it it's, it's siegfried it's siegfried. yeah that go. game's complicated okay <laughs> that, was, that was like a damn your trick question <laughs> not a trick question it's real simple it's just uh like okay yeah all right like okay but when he start injecting story like i can tell you the main character because mortal Kombat is what drew me into like every fighting game after that had to have a story right 
Right. From Mortal Kombat, from Mortal Kombat on the fucking Sega Genesis on, every fighting game I played, I read the instruction manual, and I had to know that character's story, or I was just like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, you. It's it's important to to be able to to do to to dive into those character stories, but it's it's not everything, man. It's it's really. I think it's still about how you put yourself in these person in these guys' shoes, you know. It's just it's it's just. Uh, but you know what? That's not entirely true. That's not entirely true. There are characters that have so much going for them, you know, that they transcend. Every, like Shang Tsung's not a dude that you're gonna be able to put yourself into necessarily, okay? The dude is like he is super villain with the Fu Manchu and everything, but it gets a little weird. He sucks souls out of people's bodies and he can transform into other players, but he has continued. He's had such a strong presence throughout all of the Mortal Kombat games, you know. And and he, I don't, I've never empathized with Shang Tsung. It's always been cool like sucking the soul, but yeah, I guess I kind of do though, you know? Because you know what, he's. Alright, you know why I like Shang Tsung? I like Shang Tsung because if you ever imagine, think about it like this. He's middle management in hell, alright? <laughs> like, if you think about it, every iterate, every version of hell you see is just basically here, but shittier, right? In some terrible, terrible way. And he is what I always picture the middle management of hell being like. Like, he's capable, he's got the skills, but man, like, there's so much, there's so much pressure from on top coming down on him. <laughs> and he's got these unreachable goals, like, when a crazy dude that, like, invades dimensions and shit tells you to do something, and he's holding a sledgehammer, you, you're not gonna tell him, but boss, you're not giving me the tools I need, I want him to hit you with that sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I constantly feel for him. Like, he doesn't want to invade Earth Realm. Come on, man. Man, He's when like, you... look at this shit. The last guy that did that, they put him in hell. He's in hell. <laughs> we have our own realm. You're begging this bitch. We, we're about to clone a better daughter. Let's just let's just do that shit. <laughs> oh, there's a sledgehammer. I was just joking, you know? I'll go do whatever you say, Shang Tsung. Don't hit me with that sledgehammer. Yeah, I mean, when you I mean, talk about Tsung, it... Shao Kahn, yeah. When you talk about it like that, yeah, I do sort of put myself in Shang Tsung's shoes. I'm like, man, you didn't even have a chance. You're getting forced to do this. And this is, you know, I just... I could put myself in there, you know? Even though he's ridiculous and he's got all these other fighters' souls in his bodies, which is why he could turn into them. You know, I just, like, you know... Goro's just doing his job, man. He's just doing his friggin' job. Like, he's, he was a superstar. And then he got his ass kicked by a Chinaman with a blade hat. Like... <laughs> actually, that's not true. He totally killed him. That's not oh, true. Man. He did kill Kung Lao. That's not true. Anyway, the point is... I think, I think you can... Hello. He did, Hello, he did beat... He did beat the fuck out of Kung Lao. Um, yeah, we all saw that that awesome CG movie that they made. <laughs> Didn't we? Oh. Was I the only one that saw the Mortal Kombat CG movie? Yeah. With Shang yeah, Tsung uh, and, and, and uh, Liu Kang? No? You talking about right. the one that set up the TV show? Yeah! Yeah! Oh. The, the CG oh one where, he, where Goro gave him the hole, where he grabbed him with the bottom arms and he beat on him with the top arms until he stopped moving. No, Dude, I was trying to laugh it off. I'm like, if I keep laughing, he won't bring up that terrible, terrible, terrible show. <laughs> that they only showed on USA. 
and they had fighter Mortal Kombat jets for some reason. Oh, uh, anyway, yeah. The the point is, is I so that's why character design wise, I think that that's why they last is because we can not just empathize with where they're coming from, but because we could put ourselves somewhat in their shoes. Like we've all been middle management. We've all had a rival. We've all wanted to be super evil. Like we've all had those kinds of things. And it makes you really easy to kind of jump in once you know these character storylines. But it also makes it so that even if you don't know their storylines, you can still kind of be like, I want to be the guy that shoots good fire and have a rival. Like that's me, you know? And, uh, but as for like their, their move sets, I think <laughs> let's go back to the shore. You can a little bit here. Okay. Oh. Here's the, here's the, like the first three special moves. It was fireball, hurricane kick, shore. You can, okay. Anti-air gap closer, fireball. That's like, that's the three bases for everything, right? Like what, and then, and all they were doing from there is changing what an anti-air is, what a gap closer is and what a fireball is like that's those are the three basic pieces of fighting games right there okay uh, yeah yeah unless you're playing soul caliber but the point <laughs> is like those sorts of things lasted so long because i will say i said it again you know i've always said it those are the three things you need to have on every character you need a projectile or a way to deal with projectiles you need a fire, you need uh, an anti-air, and you need a gap closer. You need it with every single character in the game. Every single character. Like, it's, it, every single character has to have those three things in order for it to, in order, in order for that character to endure, okay? Oro is never going to be in another fighting game because he didn't have all that shit. <laughs> Neither will Alex, okay? Like, all those characters are gone because they didn't have the tools that they need to be successful and popular. Because um, at the end of the day... Well, the reason that they last so long is because they're good and therefore they become popular and therefore they have to be put in the following game. Does that, does that make any sense to anybody else? Like uh, this character yeah. become like Yun is there because Yun was really broken. Yun being really broken means a lot of people played Yun, which means when another street fighter game came out where they're adding characters from old games, they go, why not play Yun? I played him all the time in third strike. He was my favorite character. And if enough people say that about the same characters who are all broken and who have the same kind of movesets that I say everybody should have, but just those characters have, then those characters tend to last uh, over the course of time. I didn't mean for that to get all, all aggro, but like, yeah, Whoa. that's exactly what it is, is it's, you know, it's it's totally like you want to know how they last so long because they're fucking broken. They were broken once, or they were sort of broken once, and everyone loved playing them. No one's ever been like, you know what? I love that. I love Sodom, that crazy dude with the fucking tuning forks. He was Whoa. so fucking great. Like, it, you know, nobody Whoa. cares. Sodom was awesome. Nobody uh, cares. Nobody cares because he was stupid and he wasn't broken. They were jet. You know what I'm like, saying? It doesn't matter. They were tuning forks. They were tuning. They were forks. they were jetty. They were they were tuning forks, and he was a samurai with tuning forks. It was it was really sad. The point is, is that's how they you get characters to last long is you make them broken, okay? <laughs> Whoa, okay. These are all valid points. I got nothing. That was all. Yeah, yeah, no. I got no point there. <laughs> that's, uh... So you got to make it so your character is is an archetype of some sort of like bland. Not bland, but some... I keep saying that word. Of some sort of, like, he's evil, he's a rival, he's an everyman, he's a dickhead, he's a whatever. You know, you make him an archetype, and then you give him a bunch of broken-ass moves. And then you will have a fighting game character that will last throughout the ages. Like, because, you know... Wow. Like, soul bad guy? 
like soul bad guy he's been in every game you know soul bad guy has been in every game okay there's been a dude there's been an asshole with nunchucks in every single soul caliber game since soul edge okay there's always got to be a dude with nunchucks because nunchucks are broken okay like anyway oh man oh man i can just feel the bitterness flowing from you right now I mean, but it's true. Like, this, this, I don't know. Like, name me a character that wasn't broken at one point, who's not Angie Mito, who, well, but Angie Mito was broken at one point, so that doesn't count, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Name me a character who wasn't broken at some point, who has withstood the test of time. Okay, I can do this. Oh, shit, I can do this. Hold on. Dan doesn't count. All right, first of all, Dowsum. No, no. No, well, Dowsum wasn't, I don't want to take, I don't want to say that. He wasn't okay, in Third well, Strike. Good point. Okay, wait. Hmm. Oh, fuck. See, I'm telling you, man. You the the characters that last are the ones that were broken at some point. And that's not to say that they won't. The characters that are designed well and have a good personality and will won't have a good fan base and they won't be in the game because the game can't only have two characters in it. But you know, if you want to talk about like Ryu and Ken, were always broken at some point. You know, or in the top. They always were. They ne- they were never a game where those two characters couldn't compete at a really high level. There's never, ever, under any circumstances. And they were in every single friggin' Street Fighter game. Okay? They were in that shitty 3D Street Fighter game with Cracker Jack. They were in all of those friggin' Street Fighter games. Oh, Zangief wasn't, because nobody cares. You know? Like, he was, he's, he was a- AWOL for a couple of those spinoffs. But he was awesome, and so he still came back. But yeah, you know... Make them broken. <laughs> wow, wow, well, shit. Yeah, but story helps too. Story helps. Story helps to make them. No, no fuck know. that. Because Mortal Kombat. Oh, those characters. Well, okay, fuck that. I, okay, but Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It was about the characters and their stories, because their stories led to their fatalities and why what and like my opinion. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I get that, but I think in terms of mechanics, that's why they last. They last yeah. just like just like real weapons, okay? The reason that certain weapons survive to this day and people aren't running around with a ball and chain anymore is because certain things just don't withstand the test of time. Certain things do, certain things don't. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. You don't you don't you don't see you know soldiers walking around with a chain and a, with a nail on the end of it, okay? Like, cause it's not efficient. It's just not the way you do things. You know what? You're, you're just killing me here, cause I have no I have no retort to this. <laughs> I, have, I have nothing. I'm just struggling. I'm grabbing at straws. I have nothing, cause every character. I'm like, oh yeah, that character's broken. I was like, Zato. Oh no, Zato's broken. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was crazy broken. Uh, oh, Slayer. Yeah, Slayer's broken too. Like, oh, let's not do Arxis. Okay, let's go to SNK. No, it's all the broken characters last. Uh-huh. Yep. So that's how you make a character last, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, uh, I think we should jump on to our Damn. character of the week this week. Damn. There's your dose of salt from Keep It Classy. So our character of the week this week is... Johnny Cage, or as my uncle would say when he would beat my ass, Johnny Cash. <laughs> and uh, and from Mortal Kombat, everything. He's been in pretty much every Mortal Kombat game. He wasn't in the second movie because the actor got his neck broken. 
No, he was that... in the second game. They, they killed him. He wasn't in the second game? Wait, was that what happened with the movie, too? But that was the movie. Yeah. No, they put it in the movie because that's what happened. He, it was either in the second game or the third game. He was <laughs> out of it because his character got fucking murdered. Didn't he get... Okay. But anyway, the point is, Johnny Cage... <laughs> Let's, why don't you give me a picture of Johnny Cage first, Savage, before we get into all the all the lore about Johnny Cage. Just, just tell, tell me what you, you know. Can you paint a picture for Johnny Cage for, for the listeners at home? Imagine, if you will, if imagine Tom Cruise, right? But imagine Tom Cruise back in the days of thunder. Oh, my God, I'm so old. You don't know who that is. Let me start <laughs> over. Let me start over. Oh, I was, about to, I was about to say, like, Guy Pierce, but that's he's old, too. Fuck. Uh, okay, imagine a douchebag, okay? Imagine <laughs> that guy that's at the gym, and, you know, he's getting his pump on, you know, so that he can go and he can show all the bitches. He's a guy that works out in front of the mirror, you know. With shades. Bicep. He wears the shades, right? Because he's glistening so much, he doesn't want to blind himself. <laughs> you know, you see him, he stands outside of auditions because he's going to make it today. You know, he's that guy. <laughs> His hair is always in that perfect quaff. Right? <laughs> okay. Now, now take that guy and then imagine if he tattooed his fucking last name across <laughs> his chest so everyone that saw his glistening pecs knew who he was. <laughs> then you will only be dipping your toe into the pool of awesome that is Johnny fucking Cage. And then you teach him Taekwondo and you make him really flexible. Like, that dude can do the splits. That's the whole point. Johnny Cage was the first character that quite literally hit below the belt in a fighting game, okay? Because he has a move where he punches, he does the splits, and Kung Fu punches you in the crotch, and you stop and grab your nuts like, oh my god, he just hit me there. And if you played the, it doesn't, they, they took this out in the future versions of the game, uh... Because if you punch a woman there, it actually does hurt as well. But in the original version of the game, you couldn't use that move against a female character. He would just do the splits, and he wouldn't throw a punch. He would just kind of stare. But <laughs> he actually would not throw the punch if you uh, played like Mortal Kombat 3 or anything like that, or 2. He would just do the split. Like, you fight Sonya with her crazy, like, jazzercise headband and her fucking hot pants. He would do the splits. And, oh, God, she wore sneakers with socks, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Oh, but, yeah, no. This fight, like, and that's the thing. Like, and Johnny Cage still has his, uh, in the original version of the game, I don't think he has this anymore. I think he has, like, armor. He never wears a shirt. Like, he, he wears leg armor, I guess. But he actually wore, like, running pants or something. Oh, yeah, in the first, uh, the first iteration of him, he was just a straight-up ripoff of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And so right. he just looked like he walked out of Bloodsport, like, off the set, <laughs> like, give me my shade, like, blue blockers, and he put them on, and then he just started fighting, like, monsters and Asian people. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just, it was crazy. But his, his story is he's actually a movie star. And he starts his own movies, he does his own stunts, he does all the real kung fu. And his guy shows up, he's like, you're one of the best martial artists in the world. He's like, what? I know. Of course I am. I'm Johnny Cage. And he's like, yeah, come with me, you're going to go fight monsters. And he's like, who are you? He says, I'm the god of thunder. And he's and Johnny Cage is like, well, I'm Johnny Cage, so I guess yes. And that's his storyline. He's like, you know what? I'm a movie star, and the god of thunder came to me and said, I need your karate, I need your taekwondo skills. To go and fight four-armed Shiva monsters and bitches with with no 
underwear on and crazy kimonos. And he's like, done. The cage is ready. Hey, it, I, I can't. All right, let me describe how much I love, hate Johnny Cage. I have such a hardcore love-hate relationship with Johnny Cage. Like, he, whenever you see a karate class and you're like, I hope one of those guys doesn't turn into that douchebag that's always walking around like, you know, smiling, bumping into people like, yo, you want to start some shit? You know, he's smiling at <laughs> Like, have you ever had that dude just try to start some shit? He's just smiling like he wants you to punch him. And I'm like, this dude knows karate. And he just wants to try it out on me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Johnny Cage is that guy. But, like, he's your worst nightmare. Because, like, you know, if it was a movie, that guy would get his ass kicked. But no, no. Johnny Cage is the guy that would kick your ass and the douchebag wins. And I, I don't know. He's like a he's like a living embodiment of my fears of society, I guess. So so how do you uh how how do you play heavy. as what? I'm sorry, I'm like wow, I got heavy. I just projected all my fears like <laughs> bumping into a white guy with no shirt and sunglasses and getting into a fight with him and having him beat you with taekwondo. <laughs> God, all my white fear just got put on Johnny Cage, the character. <laughs> that's that's what Johnny Cage is. He is the embodiment of what of what, of what black guys fear. Like that one douchebag white guy that could really beat the shit out of you. Well, and Johnny Cage actually has some really interesting. He has some really cool tools because he's got an anti air, a cap closer, and a fireball. <laughs> okay. So he's got this whole episode. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, people at home, did you know you're playing something that's fucking been broken from the beginning? Okay. Because nobody wants to give all the characters in your favorite game the fucking tools they need to succeed. I don't care if you play Persona. It still doesn't matter, okay? Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, Johnny Cage, he's got two different fireballs. One that he throws low, and he throws his fire... Like, oh, most fireballs travel in a straight line. He throws his like a softball, you know? He does his like, you know, a grandpa underhanded football toss, okay? Because you know he's throwing them at the bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, he, he does the like clean yourself up throw and he, so he throws him underhand he has one that goes low and one that does like this huge they both make arcs like these uh yeah they both make these arcs they don't fly directly at so you can actually technically go under certain ones depending on where he hits you and you can never jump against johnny cage and he uses his crazy taekwondo he literally stands on one leg sticks his other leg out and shoots across the screen and kicks you into chest Oh, his shadow kick. It's called the shadow kick. And he's got that. And he's got the crazy low move that you have to block low where he punches you in the dick. Johnny Cage is awesome. He's (laughs) awesome. He's an amazing character. I love him in the new game. And apparently in Mortal Kombat 10, he's going to grow as a person and not be so much of a (laughs) douchebag. But he's actually really capable. Like, he's actually really capable when he stops acting like a dickhead. Yeah, so, you know what, I like, because, you know, I like the story arc, because they killed all the other characters, because, you know, if you if you play Mortal Kombat 9, spoiler alert, everyone gets murdered, like, bad, like, real bad, and then, uh, and then Raiden has to kill Liu Kang, because he lost his faith in Raiden and tried to kill him, and, <laughs> and so, like, everyone you like is dead, and it's just Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade, and then the blind, uh, the blind guy that can talk to a sword, and, and you don't care about those guys. 
And I'm interested to see how they're going to make you care about Johnny Cage as the main character. It'll be well, interesting. And so, like, Johnny Cage, like, he's he's a very well-rounded character. <laughs> and actually, you usually play him as sort of like a mid-range kind of character. You just kind of keep him at this middle range with his fireballs and his shadow kicks. He has a lot of ways to knock you down, stop you dead in your tracks. Not so much on the rushdown. Like, he's not a big cross-up guy. Like, he's not, he's just really good. He's like a Taekwondo guy. He keeps you at a very specific middle range. He's not long range like Noob Saibot or, you know, any of those characters like that. He 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 can keep, he keeps you at this very, like, middle where you're almost touching him. But he, he styles on you, dude. Like, he's, he's a really, uh... Really the easiest fun. way to know that you're in the right range is when you lob your fireball, you hit him at the top of your arc. You're yeah. like, all right, that's the perfect place. Because you hit him with that fireball, and then you can kick him in their chest. So how do you play against Johnny Cage? Besides, swallow, you know, you have to not bring your pride into the match a little bit. If you want to beat that douchebag on the street, you got to know it's going to be dirty, okay? You're not going to fight fair, you know? You're not going to fight him on his turf, right? Because that's what he's looking for, right? You didn't tattoo your name on your chest. You're not that crazy. You oh, got to yeah. get really dirty with it. I'm not going to lie. I I um I was just going to I was gonna Google a bullshit strategy. But I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Uh, if I ever get stuck against someone that plays Johnny Cage, I counterpick. I get new Cybot and I make them <laughs> run the marathon. I'm like, come on, dog. It's just it's just me and the shadows running at you. Yeah. And then I just I just kick all that bullshit right out of them. If you want to counter him, pick a character with a teleport, and you'll just kill him all day long. Because he'll be like, he's like, yeah, I got this crazy range. You're like, boom, I'm in front of you. Let's do it. He's like, no, I didn't plan for this. No, I got stabbed in the stomach. Oh, God, I was just learning some kung fu. No. And and that's that's kind of how it goes. And always, always, always do a fatality on him. <laughs> you always got to make sure you shame him after you're done. You know, like, you just, you gotta always do that. Because he's gonna do it to you. He's gonna sign his autograph and cut your head off with it. It's gonna be, and you're not gonna feel good about yourself. So, yeah, man. I, I love Johnny Cage. He, you know what? He's the, he's like my favorite hate fuck of Mortal Kombat. I love that guy. Like, <laughs> everyone else I really empathize with in some way. But Johnny Cage, I'm like, man... Any other like any other game or place or situation, I would want you to die in a fire. But here, I really want you to succeed, bro. Yeah, you know he's the only person in Mortal Kombat that seems to be having fun. You know, like, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> everyone else is super serious, and he's just like, "What are you guys complaining about? I just got here in my Lamborghini, and I just banged six supermodels, and now I'm doing kung fu, and I still won. Ha 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 ha! Like." Oh, man, that's it right there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else is fighting like they're trying to save the world, and this dude's having a blast. Yeah. So that's that's Johnny Cage. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, you know, our character of the week is always submitted by you, the people. Send us a character of the week at keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com, uh, or send us a con- leave us some comments on our website, keepitclassy.podbean.com. We, we go through those when we can. So uh, our final section for the podcast is going to be Q&A. Uh, we're just going to do a quick one. This is sent in by uh, L.A. Hoof. Uh, La Hoof. And uh, the question is, why do you care so much about the story in a fighting game? Why is 
why is I guess I guess the question is why is story in a fighting game important? Uh, so Savage, why is storyline in a fighting game important? You just want to be I mean I, I you just do you just need context or do you need to know Johnny Cage's life story? In the, you know what it is? It's the context matters so much because I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for you, right? I'm gonna take you on a journey. And me and my buddy, me and my buddy, um, Paul, Pulse, Pulse Rifle, he was on a previous episode. We, um, <laughs> we were playing, we're playing Third Strike, and he's been playing Dudley and beating the living shit out of me, right? And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you the ending. And he shows me how to beat the boss using Dudley, right? And you get to the ending, and the whole story of this boxer Beating up a guy that can control ice and fucking fire is over a jaguar. <laughs> the car, not the animal. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was like, wait, like the animal? Because like he had a pet jaguar. And then the next picture is them chopper, chopper lifting a car. And he's like, that's my dad's car. I'll be, I'll talk to you guys later. I'm like, you just beat up Hitler, like with superpowers. And instead of killing like super Hitler, you're like, oh, oh, you gonna give me my car back? Cool, nice doing business with you. And you leave. <laughs> that, that blew my mind so much that I'm like, from like, I just that was that was it. There's no going back. I was on the fence a little. Mortal Kombat, like I know if I get to the story. Ever since Mortal Kombat, I knew as a kid, like if I can get to the story of a game, me and that game are gonna go the distance, right? But you know, I was on the fence. The third strike, where I'm like, a nigga punched space Hitler for a Jaguar. Yeah, I think, you I know, that. I, I, uh, I'm on the opposite side of the fence. Because I think, I think story is important uh, for those characters. But, but really, I'm all about tag the tagline characters, okay? Because I'm all about, like, you know, the characters that you can sum up why they're fighting. Which is really all you care about. Why are you fighting? Why are you fighting? I don't care. You know, I don't care about anything else except why you're fighting, okay? And if the the answer is ridiculous and awesome, then I'm going to play that character. And, like, you know, Zanjeev, his tagline is, he's a Russian wrestler that learned how to wrestle by fighting bears, and then he got picked up in a tornado and learned his special move, because when he was picked up in a tornado, he spun with the bear and pile-drived it. And then the rest of it is history, right? You're like, okay, great. You're like, who's Ken? He's a crazy, pretty American guy who went and trained at the best dojo in the world, and then he got bored beating up Americans, and so now he travels the world beating up world fighters, and and shenanigans ensue. Like, it's real simple, okay? Dolcean, why does he fight? Because Indian people need water. I, that's like it, okay? Like, he's he's fighting to get to get water for his village with crazy yoga India superpowers, you know, there's no, there's no, you don't care why his, he can spit fire as much as you care why he does spit fire. You know, I don't care as much about the how as, as the why, you know, storyline has a lot to do with how Liu Kang got his moveset and how he got to where he is and how he was raised and how he did, you know, how he progressed to where he is and what is, I don't care. I don't care. I care that he's a kung fu monk, shoots fire, he does bicycle kicks, and he makes it work. He can turn into a dragon. That's I it. Just, I care because that's gonna lead to why this other dude wants to stab him in the face. That's true. 
you want to you want to know their relationships a little bit as well but i again tagline relationships i want to be summed up in two sentences and that's what i want to know but i also do like being told the movie line story which is why you know more combat 9 i don't remember it as much as is is injustice because injustice those characters already have such a rich story history to them they just happen to be in a fighting game but i think mortal kombat is going to be set the example for how much how far a game can go with storytelling you know what i mean that's a good point i'm, I'm really excited about mortal kombat and how they're taking this because they've handled it in such a way that they haven't like hurt their game all their characters are still there but all story-wise all the characters are dead but they're there as these undead zombies, so they'll be in the fighting game. You know, so it's not like... So they keep the characters that everyone wants in the fighting game, and it's going to be, you know, tournament viable. But the story is going to arc and introduce new characters, and it's going to be interesting. I, I'm excited. So that's uh, that's what we got for you guys today. Hopefully you guys had a good time with us. Uh, welcome back. We're glad, uh, we're glad to be bringing you more content for the rest of the year. So, uh... That's it, Sebs. You wanna, you wanna, you got anything else to shout out before you sign us out? Oh, man. Uh, other than uh, don't eat a bag of broccoli in one go, it will destroy your intestinal tract. And uh, hey, stay sexy. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time.